My name is Anna. And you're tuning to Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe, y'all. Yes. It's time. It's a yes. Christmas vibe. Yes. It's a Thanksgiving vibe. It's, it's just, yes. you know, it's, it's a, a family vibe. vibe. Yes, yeah. yes. It's a vibe. <laughs> Diamond in the back, sun roots up, digging in the sand. Got phones ringing, you know, it's that right here. <laughs> I tried, I tried, I tried you to did, get back through, but wasn't going to be no extra sounds. I tried, right? Right, <laughs> anyway, yes, yes, we are thankful. Thank you, thank you guys. We're thankful for y'all letting us have a break last week. Because yes. we definitely needed it. Oh yeah. Um, this week, you know, we Kel and I decided, even though we usually take our break um, starting the week before Thanksgiving, we decided to make sure we got y'all a treat in. We'll get into that a little more later in this episode. But Kel, like, have you done all your um, Thanksgiving shopping? Ma'am. Okay. I've gotten most of my stuff. I only have to get one last thing for my um, Thanksgiving. I need to get the stuff for my greens and okay. um, pick up my cake for my sister's birthday. So, um, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the people whose birthdays are that fall around Thanksgiving. It's like, I know that's like, I don't know how to feel about that because sometimes it's like it can get overshadowed, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're guaranteed to always have family around. Exactly. This is like, it's like a guaranteed turn up type of situation, yes. you know? Yes. So. I think a lot of people who are optimistic about their birthdays being around the holidays feel like that more so. Like my mom, her birthday being in December, it's not around Christmas or New Year's, but um, it's the fifteenth, and she she says she loves it. She loves it being around um, Christmas and the Christmas decorations. Like she just falls right in with it. I have a cousin whose birthday is right before um, New Year's as well, and you know I think she's more like me, where it's like, oh man, everybody done spend their money on Christmas sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, like dang man, but like you just. Usually for that person, you still try to put a little extra effort in and, and do something for their birthday anyway, because you know they probably feel forgotten most right, of Right, right. Yeah, I could definitely see how that could kind of suck for the people who are either like the week before mm-hmm. Christmas and onto the early part of January. I can see how that like, because you, you got that recovery period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what my, I'd be feeling like that about my birthday. <laughs> the the recovery is real. It's like I'm I'm glad it's not the first week. I'm glad it's like the second week. Right. And what's nice is it's usually there's always um MLK weekend. So I there's mean, always that three-day weekend around my birthday. So true, true. <laughs> it's like, okay, 
All right, it'd be lit. And it's just in time for the, like, so for those who get checks on, like, the 1st and the 15th, you still kind of fall in the yeah. 15th category. Right, right, right. So you right. might get that 15th check. Yeah, you know? yeah. I try to, I try to make it for the weekend, um, <laughs> that weekend, because I know people are a little more like, all right, I'm refreshed. I had that mm-hmm. first crazy week of January, and now I can step out a little bit. Bad, bad. <laughs> Girl, I was, uh, you know, speaking of last minute things, I just went and got my last minute items from the grocery store. And yo, they are not playing around in Laurel right now. They are beeping horns like it's New York. Yep. <laughs> Somebody like beeped their horn at me and um, stuck their middle finger out at me because when they passed, oh my gosh. they Another- beeped their horn at me because I, I was, you know, when you're wet, you know how you could turn left on red out here or right on red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, out here. I know that's not in every state, but here you can do that. And it was a lot of cars coming. I'm like, oh, look, I ain't about to kill me and my seed. Okay. okay. But, you know, I'm going to wait for these cars. And yeah. this dude, he could not wait. Um, so he started blaring his horn at me. So I turned once it was safe and then he just like got all close to me and was driving close to me. And I was like, happy Thanksgiving out the door. (laughs) And then I guess he saw me and I beat my horn when I said it, boo boo, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) And he kept driving and he stuck his middle finger out the window. And I was like, I put my, my thumbs up out the window. Ah. Have a great holiday, asshole. Yo. <laughs> That's funny. And we still had to stop at the next red light. So I was like, you That's, that is the, That is the kicker. That is the kicker. It's always the one who do the most just for them to be stuck at their red light. And I just want to look at them. like Right. Right. All of that. For what? For what? What what was this for? What was this for? What was um, the reason? What was the reason, <laughs> Cardi B boy? Right. Oh, that's the reason. Cardi B. Oh, I guess I should talk about AMAs in the R and R, but yes, child. But what I do want to say is for by the time y'all hear this, it'll be Black Friday. So yeah. Happy Black Friday to everybody. Hey. Yeah, that's another rush in itself. Okay. <laughs> you know what I think it is though? I think it's because we have been locked in the houses and we haven't really had that much social interactions until I guess this year, I can say. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be the first year that people are, I guess, are starting to go back around their families. Yeah. So I think I think that is the main reason why we're seeing such a aggression again. Yeah. yeah, is is that so? Oh, girl, I saw some women arguing by the butters on Saturday, like <laughs> going back and forth, like the like, butter. Have all that. Yes, girl, I meant to tell you this. <laughs> One woman was just like all up in the butters at at Giant, and I was just like, okay, that's weird. Whatever she was doing. Then I went to another aisle, came back to that aisle to see if she was gone, and two other black women. They all were black. The one that was all collecting the butters and then these other two black women walk up and they was like, you can't get all the butters. Like you can't have them all. You need to share. You need to share. You can't be hogging up all the butters. And the lady <laughs> who was hogging the butters, she was like, don't tell me what I'm doing and what I'm not. It sounded like a Karen at first, but it was a black woman. And she was just like, don't tell me what I what I can or cannot do. She was like, well, I got what I needed and what? And I got mine. I got mine. I got mine. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's <sighs> already. Clucking oh. girls. Oh. Said, see, 
That's why I need to get everything now. But of course, that makes me want to watch Soul Food. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but it did. It 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 it, war- it, it Loki. It's crazy how toxicity right? you know warms my heart. <laughs> I was like, oh, family, memories, <laughs> memories, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. So, are you expecting a big Thanksgiving? What, what um, we- no. So, I'm going to my sister Kia's house first. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to cook for my house. So I'm going to go to her house. I I feel like by the time I leave her house, I'm going to be drained from family. So I might not go to my other cousin's (laughs) house. I might just be like, all right, I love y'all. FaceTime. Bye-bye. Right, right. Especially because they're like on polar opposite sides. Like one is in Burtonsville and then the other one just in Waldorf. So, and I'm in Virginia. So that makes no sense driving. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to... Go to Kia's house, chill at hers, come back home and watch movies and just chill in the house for the rest of the night. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you deserve to do that. You deserve yeah. to do that. All of y'all out there. Yeah. You know, y'all don't need to be breaking your necks, going to a bunch of houses. I'm sorry. I mean, if you want to do the house hopping thing, hey, by all means, house hop. Mm-hmm. But if you don't feel bad if you just want to go to one house and that's it. Yep. It ain't, and plus, COVID is still alive and well. Yep. So you don't need to be going all over the place anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep. but if you can fade it, I would de- highly recommend one house mm-hmm. and call They'll it. love you. That'd be okay. They'll, They'll be, be all right. right. There's more holidays coming up, mm-hmm. you know, to, to risk your lives for. No. Uh, <laughs> Stupid. I don't know. Like, I know people are on the fence about the booster. So we're going to see how this season goes. But. Um, for me, I'll be going to Waldorf too. Um, well, I know you said you might not, but yeah, I'll be going to Waldorf by my parents and that'll be nice. It's just going to be us, a little small group of us, um, my husband and my parents and my brother. So real chill, making yep. a couple dishes. I'm going to try out this mac and cheese recipe. No breadcrumbs. I know how you do it. It's a real black <laughs> Southern recipe. <laughs> Funny, yes, <laughs> yes, no breadcrumbs, but um, and s- some sausage stuffing, and um, what's the other thing? Oh, I'm gonna do a rum cake, oh, yeah. and they got everything else going on over there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to it, Thank but, you. yes, but oh, before I forget. Um, if you guys don't see it before, I just posted it, so you might not see it um, in the stories. But if you didn't catch it in the stories, I'll have the highlight on our Instagram page for some great mold brandy wines mm. for in, uh, for Instagram for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and Instagram because it's pretty. It's a pretty drink. Okay. <laughs> So you can post that, you know, and um, also the shout out to the cocktail snob. She posted a very nice honey crisp apple um, spiced uh, drink. Uh, Is it sangria, honey crisp oh, okay. apple sangria. So, um, you know, I post that in the stories as well. So you guys can check that out. Um, and don't tell it, like I said in the stories, don't ever say we didn't put y'all on. Okay. Because we know y'all might need a little drink to get through <laughs> these this dinners. Girl, I, you know, I look, I already know. Cause I was just about to text my sister. Like, do you want sweet or mm-hmm. what are we doing? Cause I already know. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. I already know. Okay. What we All right. I, you know, shoot. If I was going around too many people, I would need a drink too. And I, I'm, I can't drink. So I'm glad it's going to be some low key chill stuff. Okay. Right. <laughs> so yeah, check that out in our highlights. Um, um, if you catch it today or if, if you want to after Thanksgiving uh, drink, you know, it's still the holidays. Mm-hmm, Check mm-hmm. it out for after the holidays. Exactly. Yes. Well, let's get into this motivational moment. Yes. All right. So for this week's motivational moment is God is with you. Therefore, you will not fail. And, you know, sometimes like life seems very impossible and you just have to remember and know that you are not alone. Each and every one of you reading this, you know, is God's creation. More importantly, you are a child of God. And as long as he is within you, you will not fail or be alone. And he will use your enemies to propel you forward. So just know that you always have someone in your corner by your side that's going to uplift you and that is prepping you and preparing you for the destination that you're supposed to be in that's completely tailored for you. So no, nobody can take that away from you. No one can, you know... No one can make things harder for you. Like all of these things that are happening right now are are in preparation to let you be where you're exactly supposed to be, where you're supposed to flourish. So just yeah. rest in comfort. Yes. Amen. Amen to that. Sometimes you need that reassurance that things are going to work out. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about that, um, about living in the present mm-hmm. um, and being thankful in the present. That will be part of our talk topic today but first we got to get this ratchetness and righteousness out the way okay it's balance ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life you got to be equally yoked with both so today for our ratchetness and righteousness uh you know i decided to take it easy on this because it's been a heavy couple of weeks Girl, yes. Like I, I'm just like, what is going on? You know, people dying in in concerts. Uh, you know, niggas being niggas. You know, niggas gonna nig. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> I wanted to know, Kel, like, what you wanted to start off with first, because you know what, I cannot help but have this conversation. Uh, we do need to address the. the the babies out there, all these babies, like between Insecure and the baby and Danny Lay and, you know, Summer Walker and them. Oh, I don't know. Which one you want to start off with first? The baby or, I don't know, TV shows we're watching? <laughs> I guess start off with the baby so we can get him and his nonsense out the way. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, you know, real quick. All over the gram last week was, and it was draining. <laughs> Let me just say that off top. It was so draining. I barely paid attention to it at first. Same so here. I'm I was to, like mm, logging off. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, was, I, my soul, like my soul was bothered by it. But um, you know, the rapper the baby who has been in the news for countless, numerous you know, habitual line stepping. Um, He was in the news um, for having his baby mother, Danny Lay, who we finally, I guess, confirmed that that really was his baby that she had um, in his home in LA. And the the story goes that basically they were having sex um, over the time period that she was staying there. And Kel, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think he wanted her to take a plan B because he kept, um, you know, ejaculating inside of her. 
And she said Love she the medical terms. <laughs> for the show she, she's trying to be all professional like girl these are our friends ejaculating really? what's coming inside of her okay <laughs> yes and, and he was doing that and not and you know she was starting to feel like yo like I gotta protect myself because protect your you, peace you doing this and you don't want to take any responsibility if there is another child that comes, and for those that don't know, that don't know, you are hella fertile after you have a child. It is so that's easy. a straight out the vagina baby, right? Like she, mm-hmm. uh, no the more baby, than three months. The baby, the little girl that they had, she is like three months. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So you are hella fertile at that point. And some people, I don't know what she's doing, but some people don't want to be on birth control. At first, first of all, some people don't want to be on birth control at all because of health issues that can arise from it. But also some people don't want to be on birth control because, you know, some things affect babies, milk supply, blow, all different types of shit. So um, she may not even be on birth control right now for those who probably are like, well, I'm for sure on birth control. Uh, because that's her choice. That, that part, that part. So <laughs> she did not want to take the plan B pill and, uh, or she, yeah, yeah. She didn't want to take it, but that part, I don't, I'm, I'm guessing like maybe she didn't want to take it for the similar reasons. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so then he proceeded to want to kick her out of the house. So then he starts, they're arguing. He posts a live video of them and she's busy on the bed trying to feed the baby, not breast milk, but like she was feeding the baby with, um, a, a uh, bottle and I was just looking at that and he wasn't even calling her a, a bitch yet or his side bitch or anything just yet he was just saying she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and just being really condescending talking to her and she was just like she seemed like she was just so on her last leg on her last nerve like and just trapped almost um, because he just wouldn't stop and she's just trying to feed the baby and cover herself. And she was like, this is how you want people to find, show, see the baby for the first time and stuff like that. And I was, I just felt so bothered in my soul because not even for her all so much, but more so for the baby, because I'm just not the baby, the rapper, but the little girl that is just trying to get her milk. She's just trying to eat. She's trying to mind her business. Trying to mind her business and survive in this chaos of this relationship that they have or this situationship. Um, So, just to round out the rest of the story, so I could get Kel's point of view. Basically, what happened after that was a series of different videos. um, One in which he did say that she was. It was like later in the day, I guess, and he posted that he was doing this for his protection and his safety. He was asking her why she ain't leave yet. And he called her his side bitch. He was like, you was never, she was never my main bitch. She was always my side bitch. Y'all got to be careful who you lay down with and make, um, and come inside of or whatever. Um, then, you know, everybody came out the woodwork. That's when it really was just like, oh, please. The, the first baby mama that you don't know what's going on with them. It's a very much a situation ship. It looks like, uh, Mimi, she posts something, uh, the next one was like Danny Lay saying, look, bitch, we've been, we, we, he called me his side bitch, but we've been living together for the last three months or whatever. She was posting her receipts. Then other girls coming out the woodwork talking about 
he hired them to do uh, the first baby mama's makeup after having sex with them. You know, all kinds of, you know, and I, I just was like, why did we have to be brought into this? Why? Why why did we need this? We we did not need this. So Kel, what's your your three cents about it? I you know, I agree we don't need it. It's very toxic. And I don't know if it's like an energy that's going around because yes. it's, like, it's not it even felt like an energy pull. It felt like an energy pull. And I'm not we're not the only ones because a lot of people were saying, like, mm, I, I don't like this. You know, like I didn't want to see this, it bothered me internally. It was an energy pull. So I can only imagine her that was involved in that shit and the baby, the actual infant. Right. You know, um, I got to choose my words carefully because things live on the internet forever. (laughs) But um, I can definitely understand. Or understand. Mm -hmm. I can definitely understand. And when, when you have a realization that you're in a relationship with someone who just turns into a complete bitch Mm -hmm. later on in life. And then you just just like, wow, I chose to procreate with that being there. Like what happened? What goes through your head? But at the same time, you have to think about that innocent child that is right in your arms and what is the best for them. So I pray that she gets the peace that she needs from that situation. I do see her going back. I do not, just because of the Mm -hmm. the interactions is going of her feeling the need to respond. That tells me that it's not quite closed yet. Like if you feel like you got to go back and forth to show somebody else, to prove to someone else that's not in your relationship that you're validated. I feel like it's, it's something still there that she has to, she has to learn the hard way, unfortunately. So, I, you know, prayers are up for her, but more so prayers are up for that baby that the yes. baby doesn't have any anxiety disorders from mm. um, whatever that relationship was. A lot of people think that, you know, babies get the anxiety from when the babies are actually like already physically in nature. But if their relationship was toxic from the very beginning from her womb, them babies can feel all of that too. So, mm. and babies wow. are very... Um, not mm. paranormal creatures, but it's, it's, a, it's Empath- a better empathetic, like empaths. Yeah, like mm. yeah. So they feel things and they know things about people before people, before humans and adults know about people. So, yes, no, I know what you're talking about because I saw that on a TV, sh- a show, a movie. It was that movie that was supposed to be like The Sopranos before The Sopranos, The Saints of. New oh Earth. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And they said. <laughs> uh, Well, yeah, I mean, this is how you find this out at the beginning of the movie. But basically, for those who haven't watched The Sopranos, there's a guy that's the nephew of the main character, Tony or whatever. And he kills his nephew at some point on The Sopranos. But in this movie, you find out that Tony, the main character of Sopranos, his, um, his mentor or whatever was that nephew's father. And so, like, he was really close to that his uncle or whatever, who's the nephew's father. So when the nephew, for so when the uncle finally has that baby in the movie, they show Tony being like a teenager, and them trying to hand the baby to Tony, and Tony, like, that's the only person the baby would cry around. 
<laughs> and that's what the grandma said. The grandma said, babies, I forgot how she said it, but basically it was like that. It's like they know things um, and set, pick up energies on people mm-hmm. that they know, you know, ain't right or whatever. So it basically like, it was like to say, oh, this baby knew that you was going to kill him later <laughs> They do. They do. <laughs> they know. They. It's amazing. So, um, and I think those powers, like, even though they, you feel like they probably go away. I think for some people, the people who are adult and past, I think it heightens for them. Um, the older they grow, so hopefully, you know, just prayers for that family. Hopefully, they just cleanse, cleanse. Go, you know, cleanse yourself, get, move mm-hmm. away from that area, from that, you know, from those people who are no longer serving you. And more importantly, the people that are no longer serving your baby. Now, hopefully he's not like that with his kids. I'm assuming he's not. It, I, when I see the Instagram version of what he decides to show of him around his kids, it seems like a really happy type of fail. So hopefully he can be that person when it's just him and that child, you know, and they just don't need to be, be around each other. The parents. Yeah. 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 Cause I saw that video where he said he was holding the baby, the infant. And he was saying that, um, uh, the grandmother didn't even want to be associated with them because Danny Lay was having a mixed child with a black man or whatever. Um, I think Danny Lay might be, I don't know if she's Dominican or what, but, Whatever she is, like, I can see that because that's just some of the BS racism that goes on, too. So it's a lot of nastiness going on. And, of course, we we never forgot uh, Yellow Bone. Yellow Bone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. I was like, well, you know, that's engraved in her as well. And it's yeah, going to so be funny. Some colorism When that on. baby comes out dark skin. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for that baby to get some pigment. Yeah. Yeah, the baby is already, she already has some pigment to her. So you already know she's going to continue to grow in her pigmentation. So God bless. God bless them one and all, especially, like you said, the, the actual infant. Because um, for that to be your father. Mm. Um, speaking of babies, uh, just really quick, prayers up because it is a topic that Kel is passionate about. Prayers up for the young woman that was abused by her ex-footballer husband or boyfriend or whatever. And that joint was caught on camera and the baby, the, their child was in like the corner. I think the the child is like a, a small baby or whatever, a toddler or whatever. Um, I didn't watch the video cause I just, I, I couldn't, heard about it I, I didn't watch it either. I heard about it, but yeah, babe, DV is already enough, but adding a baby into the mix, like kids are my trigger. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Yeah. 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 So um, the way that they described what happened to her and how he, he basically, he started off by just punching her in the face. Then, you know, after that kind of throwing her around the room and the baby having to witness that and bawling and not getting any, kind of soothing care afterwards. Um, you know, I don't know if the mother did, but you know, just in that moment, whoo, it's too much. So prayers up for that. Um, and you know, a lot of people getting killed and stuff out here. Uh, 
Young Dolph. Uh, I didn't I didn't really listen to his music, but still that's somebody's father and husband um, that got killed around the holidays. Um, and he wasn't engaged in any nefarious activity at the moment. He was just trying to go get some cookies for his mother. And, you know, that is sad in itself. And all the people that's doing these videos. I remember they did this with what's his name? Um, this old boy named Nipsey Hussle. Um, but it was like more conspiracy theories or whatever about his involvement with Dr. Sebi and stuff like that. Um, but this is more like who done it. And it's just like, yo, like the way the videos was coming out 24 hours after it was just nasty. I was like, yo, these people have to mourn the death of their loved one. And you over here trying to play clue. Um, so I just really think people got to find their chill. Um, on social media and relax, you know, um, everything that includes so, Soulja Boy. Everything, yeah. everything is so public nowadays. Like, like mm-hmm. the humanity has like really gone away from it. Like I was, yes. taking, I was taking the, I'm taking this class right now. It's supposed to be about PR and crisis management. And it was like a Ted talk that this lady was doing. And she was talking about how, it was this massive train crash that happened and like hundreds of people had died on the crash. But this one woman managed to come out unscathed. But instead of calling 911 first, she grabs her phone to take continuous videos and post commentary about what happened before calling 911 so that people can actually get the help that was needed. And that shit just did not sit right with me. I just, I didn't understand it. And then it reminded me of another video I had saw Mm. where it was like a robbery slash like shooting, like active shooter type of robbery. And people were like, grab your phone, take your picture to video to see what's happening. And I remember talking with my cousin and I was like, why would would that be the first thing that comes to your mind? I would think, let me get the safety first. And they were like, no, because you got to find out, you got to want to be able to report who did it. No, I have to live to tell the story. (laughs) Jesus. But it's just like it's it's crazy that this is like the new public way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's maddening. Mhm. Mhm. And um I, I guess I will skip over this but I'm sure y'all been paying attention to the Maude Arbery um case or if you haven't start and then and I know we're fatigued y'all. I know we're fatigued. Kyle Rittenhouse getting off, just scot-free jobs being offered to him. It's nasty. Really, really nasty. Um, I saw the latest thing. I Again, I scrolled past it because, honestly, I'm choosing peace. I'm choosing peace of mind. Some video, some video of uh, one of the lawyers or whatever on the, on the, I don't know, was plaintiff, defendant. I don't know who's playing what side, but uh, basically, uh, she's trying to say that he, I know she started it off saying to claim that Ahmaud Arbery or to make Ahmaud Arbery the victim of this situation or something like that. She said, that's when I went mute and scrolled off <laughs> because I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And then I saw the caption or the headline was that, um, she described him as a criminal with dirty long toenails or some some ridiculous ass 
shit. And apparently Ahmaud Arbery's mother left the um, the courtroom. But the, it's the disrespect for me. It's the disrespect for me. And, you know, just the nonsense. We're talking about this man's toenails now. So you're trying to insult him. You're trying to be funny. Whatever. I don't know what the what the point of long toenails was. I didn't watch the whole video because, like I said, I was protecting my piece. But, like, you know, I, I just, uh, it's, again, it's a joke. It's a joke. We're caricatures. We're stereotypes. And um, meanwhile, Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, he was protecting the, the land. He crossed state, state, state you know, boundaries. I was listening to Demetria podcast about um, about that, mm-hmm. and she was, I don't know if she said it or someone else, like, that she knew was surprised about the verdict because it was like, you know, the fact that he didn't actually kill black people, he killed white people. And mm-hmm. um, they were talking about, like, how um, people were kind of shocked and they were like, what you thought the justice system was going to protect, you know, nigger lovers? And then it's just like, oh shit, we're still here. We're still <laughs> here. Like, and I, it's not that I didn't realize it, but like hearing it out loud is like, oh shit, like, Nigger lovers is still a thing? Like, mm-hmm. this is not of the past? Like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. That shit's mind-blowing. And then when you actually yes. think about, like, um, segregation, slavery, all of those things, that shit was only, like, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Girl! Girl! I was seeing some something on Embracing Black Culture or something like that, one of them Instagram pages, and they were talking about that. They were doing the math and and, you know, all the grave sites that are still around, you know, like nothing, niggas, you know, these, these things have not perished because it was not that long ago. You still have great camp grandparents that were like sharecroppers. And it's just, you know, people think 400 years ago, but wasn't it just that it was 400 years, if not more that it was going on? Like it wasn't that long ago. And Jim Crow laws was just in the what was fifties, maybe? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Civil rights movement was the sixties, so <clears throat> we really have to be cognizant of that when people try. That's to- why we need to have that history in our classroom. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a debate that maybe we'll have on another episode with some, with you know, some kind of subject matter expert about, you know, what what would be the benefit of not talking about it anymore. But like that conversation, shout out to our homegirl B who just moved to Texas when we were all hanging out for um, her going away party. Uh, we were talking about that and we were discussing like what would happen. And um, one of our friends, he said, um, you know, if they erased all of our memories right now today, it would still be a situation where people, it's because it's so systemic, the racism, there would still be a situation where there's white people that are higher, more white people than any other um, group of people of race would be higher up in opportunities or current current placements in in society and so then it would be a question and eventually we would figure it out all over again as to why certain races are in certain positions 
You know, if you never knew about racism and you walked into America today, you're going to find out. So, you know, and I don't know with this meta world, I don't want this meta world shit, but (laughs) I'm not feeling that either. Okay. That's another conversation we'll discuss when we return. But I'm not feeling that shit either. But uh, I think with the meta world stuff, it's it's still gonna be like a classist thing, you know. You know, like purple people. You know, it's probably it's probably already class classed already or whatever, because you probably entered the meta world and you only have you have to do things to gain points to have a certain lifestyle in the meta world, you know? So it's like you start off at a certain level, you're purple, and then you later you can get different skins and shit. You know, it's just like... You know, I was never really good at games, so that shit would not work for me. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I, I'm, I feel like it's going to be gamification with that, but I'm not looking forward to that shit, so... Um, yeah. So anyway, the I'm not looking forward to space stuff. You know, like you were saying, Kel, that night, take me to it's the, the king. <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay. I don't know. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And let's just like hit these quick things with the um, TV shows. Now, we were talking about Insecure earlier. Girl. You know, me and Kel have been steady on it. Well, um, what episode are you on now? I've been, I'm caught up. I'm all caught, caught up. up. Yeah. So how um you said you were triggered. We didn't Girl. get to talk about it. But let's really quick hit on that episode of just Girl, Girl. That's the last episode. The latest episode. That's what I said. I was like, why is insecure fine? Like, like you just cannot beat me up like this. You're not gonna just keep coming for me and reading my life like this. And then be with different characters. That's yes. the shit. That's wild. Like, what the fuck? Yes, that 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 last episode, I thought of you. I also yep. thought of myself for obvious reasons. Right. Spoiler alert. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. So <laughs> let's um okay, really quick, let's talk about Lawrence and Condola, Constantinople. Let's talk. <laughs> Yo. And their child, Elijah Mufasa, Mustafa, <laughs> Elijah <laughs> Mustafa. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Where to begin? Okay. So, you know, we all make our jokes about Condola, whatever the case may be, because it was a piece of us that all wanted to see um, Lawrence and Issa work out. In which I don't want to see that anymore. I'm not going to. Neither do I. Neither do I. <laughs> I'm over it. I don't care. I don't need to see him with her no more. Neither do I. Neither do I. So Not after he showed who he is. Nope. Do you want to give the rundown of what happened the in the show? And then I'll talk about what happened, what triggered me from it? No, they. if they ain't watch it, go ahead and talk about what okay. triggered you. Because I know we're we, we not trying yeah. to be on here all day. Okay. So, so if you didn't see it, go ahead and watch it. Yes. So what triggered me is that whole birthing story was my story. So um, down to like Lawrence being on the date while she's giving birth. That was wow, exactly my really story. Cool. Yeah. So when I had my son, um, my son's father did not answer any of my phone calls. So I had to call his mom to let his mom know that, hey, I'm having the baby. And he was on a date with his now wife. <laughs> but um, yeah, and she, I remember... Um, 
you know, I, I wonder if that's how the conversation happened. Like, I wonder if it was just just like that, like how he got the phone call or the text message. I can't remember if it was a text and message. Just right now. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I got to go because I'm having a baby. And she was like laughing like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But no, really, I'm having a baby. So, yeah, because right. his now wife in my situation dropped him off at the hospital. So, like, I was just like, damn, this shit triggering as fuck. Like, how? How? Yeah. Like, that's a fucked up shit. But, um, and I'm, I hope that, the, you know, that girl doesn't stick around for Lawrence either. I hope she. Uh, the girl on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. who? Kanoa? Kano- no. The, the, the girl he was on a date with. Date with. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. don't come back and fuck. The, the fuck game is not worth it. No. Just keep right. moving. Right. <laughs> Um, so that part was triggering. Um, the part of arguing over just me doing everything for the child. And then this one person wants to come and because they bought a little pack and play and shit, thinking that, you know, that's going to make me feel comfortable. No, 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 we're not doing that. You, the, the whole, you, you have to be there a hundred percent. Like not when you feel like it. Yeah. You know, like a child is a lot. It's a lot on a parent. So yeah, I'm gonna make all the fucking decisions. All of that. I felt all of that energy. I did not feel bad for him at all. Not one bit. So like when he fed the baby the food, like introduced the solid foods without checking in and not understanding, like because clearly you didn't understand how that shit could have went left. You don't know if that especially because if you're not even that you know, present, you don't know if that baby has allergies. You don't know what could have happened. That shit was wild. Right. As soon as you got tired, you said, um, I'm tired. I'm going to miss out this week or whatever. Like, nigga, right. I'm tired too. Oh, you tired? Right. You tired, sir? Oh, what you think? What you think me and my sister are? Right. My sister You're not, not staying up till three in the morning? Is. Right. Feeding and changing and burping. Back I hurting. Life, I think in real life, if Condola, seeing how successful she was, um, I feel like in real life she would ha- she would have hired a doula or something. But I feel like she probably would have had some kind of extra assistance other than her sister. Or if not, after experiencing what she experienced with Lawrence, she probably would have hired somebody to a nanny her. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So shout out to all anybody that's pregnant, including you, Banana, that's on this phone. Check into them doulas post um part the postpartum doulas that come yeah. in and they help you like like to get some sleep. They can come yeah. in at midnight and work that midnight to the, the 4 a.m. shift. Yeah. So you can get your sleep and be restful and be able to enjoy those happy moments with your baby. Yeah. If, if you need help, say that. Do it. And don't let nobody judge you for it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, and, and okay, while we still aren't insecure, let's talk about this episode with Molly's mom having a stroke. What? Child. I can um, identify that because you know what? When that happened, I'll just share my part. How she was supposed to, one part that really resonated with me was when she was supposed to um, do whatever for work mm-hmm. and <laughs> her job was like, look, we could have somebody else do this. And it's like, you get that competition shit in you and you're thinking this is going to be fig- figured out sooner than later. I don't want to get all caught up in my emotions and not 
you know, show up, quote unquote, for my job. And then they hold that over my head later, blah, 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 which a lot of that is made up in your head. But a lot of it is is a reality. reality. Like you have to make a choice of if you're going to let let it go and let some people help you with the the possible risk that someone may hang it over your head later or you do it and you probably aren't going to be fully mentally there to do what you needed to do and then you still get it hung over your head later which is what happened to me i mm-hmm. forced myself to still be involved and do what i needed to do my grandmother was in the hospital for over a little over a month before she passed and that's the thing with strokes. They're so I hate strokes. I mean, is it like up you know, and down, right? And all that too. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just so up and down and it's a roller coaster of emotions. So, um that that was just like one of the roughest ways to watch someone go. Um I'm sure one of. I know there's other ways, but like um and then especially when you you end up being like a Molly in your family, you realize like, wow, I'm being depended on to do a lot of stuff and I'm stepping up to the plate, but, you know, and then you just kind of release it finally at the end of, of the, of the battle or whatever, so to speak. But then you still got to go back to that job and deal with all the drama that was kind of all the dust. When the dust settles, people want to have your head on a, on a stick, you know, because of whatever they wanted. You know, and it's like, damn, niggas, nobody died here. I have someone who died. Exactly. I have to help with, you know, figuring out their their family planning and stuff. But um, that that both of those things, like the the emotions of the the constant um, roller coaster emotions of improvement, you know, and then decline or whatever. And, And I know they haven't like. It was kind of a little bit of that in this episode. It was like, okay, she's stable. And then it was like, oh, I don't think she's going to recover from this. I kind of got that vibe. Just knowing what I know from strokes, I I don't think she is going to recover from this. I think her mom is going to pass, unfortunately, um, on the show. And then it's like, now we have to think about that. Like, And it happens so fast. Um, That and the job situation. But what, what resonated with you? It definitely, the whole situation resonated with me, like you said, of being the the caretaker of your family and the more responsible one. And then the Mm -hmm. one that has to be proactive. Like I have those proactive conversations with my parents before my, um, before my last brother died. And well, and having those conversations with them, they will be like, oh, no, we don't talk about that because Lord, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, Black families, like, they yes. don't ever like to prepare for things. So my, and then there's my, that was my mom with the religious perspective. And then there's my father who thinks writing something down in a Word document constitutes as a living will. And I'm like, no, y'all, <gasps> that's not a legal document. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. I was like, that's not the process. Like we need to, he was like, it's handled already. Cause I was in the military and I'm like, yeah, but there's still processes, even though you're in the military, well, like they don't just they be like, Oh, the flag. they right. can fold the flag and bury you. Right. Exactly. I was like, God forbid any kind of soon, but yes, there's different steps that we have to take. And then the thing that I, I guess, you know, we all, even me forgets is 
our age. Like I'm getting older in my mind. I'm still a, I'm still a child, but in reality, I'm not. Yeah. And I think my parents have that same issue. Like they yes, they're too. still kicking and they're like, well, I'm here. I'm moving and grooving. I'm out in these streets and yeah. you know, and whatever the case may be, they're fine. But nah, you old and yeah. you have a lot of health risk and you need to prepare. Yeah. And you need to don't leave that on your kids mm-hmm. to prepare for. So that whole situation, the overachieving that spoke to me, like every single part of that episode spoke to me. Like, okay, like now I got to tell my parents this. I have to, I don't like, you don't even have time to process it yourself before you have to help somebody else process. Yeah. And you're like, I'll take care of it. I'll do it. I'll figure it out. And you, you yeah. can't. So having, and then having that friend who like knows you to be like, bitch, let me, give me your keys. Let me just, right. you right. know, like, right. I think for me, like me and Anna have that type of relationship with each other, like where mm-hmm. we'll come in and just, bitch, come here. Let me just what do get you, need? you together. Right. What do you need? Exactly. Yeah. And I really love seeing that with, and I agree. And I, and I really love seeing that with Issa when when they had that heart to heart moment in the bathroom and stuff like that and i think sometimes what another thing is i think sometimes seeing that friend brings levity <clears throat> like when y'all came i don't know if that's the right word but when y'all <clears throat> you and Gemma came you you came a couple times to the hospital but when you and Gemma came and then we went and saw Gemma's house in baltimore or whatever um that was a nice break you know like right. from from the depression and the heaviness of what was going on. And, you know, I always remember, you know, I always say how much I'm appreciative of you coming all the way to New York for my grandmother's funeral and helping my cousins and stuff with doing the balloons and all that different stuff. That was some hard stuff. And, And it was like a moment where you're just like, boom, 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 you know, just trying to get through it. So, um, yeah, I think having um, that friend or those friends that step in. And and if you are a friend, I have to say this because some people are not cognizant or we have to we have to be we also have to be cognizant that some people can't handle it, too. Mm-hmm. No friend is perfect. And so some for some friends, they they kind of are from afar or whatever. But do whatever you can for that friend. If right. it's just checking in with them, you know, because you can't force people to show. I think me and you are the type we like. We hear what right. what do you Think mean? Off. You know, right, <laughs> right, right. Like, come, you know, bosom hug. You right, know, like, right. We're, we're that type, but not everyone is comfortable with that. So, um, do what you can. Send flowers. Um, you know, offer to send some kind of food. You know, if you don't want to be there present in person, do something, do something to help take that heaviness off your friends because your strong friends may not say it, but they need it. They need, they need some kind of touch or some kind of, you know, love from, from you. Um, And I know people that don't pick up on that because they think, oh, this friend is so strong. Oh, they didn't ask for anything. Oh, and it's like, do not make that mistake. Right. Do not make that mistake. <laughs> That's one thing I had to say. Um, 
Okay. All right. So yes, let's move on. Um, so I have not caught up on Succession. I'm I've I only watched the last episode I saw, Kel. Hmm. I don't know. Succession, first of all, y'all, is a show about a, a family. It's a it's, it's when you see it at first, you go, "Man, I ain't watching this white show." You know, <laughs> like you might be like, "Oh, this looks kind of boring and stuff." But it's the it's the nuances of their issues that they have in in this really jacked up, um, emotionally abusive family situation that that is ruled by money and who is going to succeed. Yes. Who's going to get the power um, and succeed the father who owns the company. And the company is kind of like a what you would compare to like a Fox TV or whatever, um, Fox News. Um, it's a big media company with different branches and stuff. And it's just, just like what a lot of companies, there's corruption. There's a lot of stuff involved that gets unveiled. And then there's these children. Well, they're all, you know, full grown adults in their 30s these children of the man who all have their own, um, what's the word, uh, goals, not goals, but their own um, you know, things that they're trying mm-hmm. to accomplish or whatever, and try, you know, their own schemes is, is what I'm trying to get at of how they're trying to make it to be the successor. And so anyway, so where I'm, so the show is like bananas. Like at first it's a little slow, but it really picks up. Um, so they're on season three. Santa Lathan is in season three as like a lawyer. That's all I'll give away. But um, I'm in the episode where the sister. Well, what episode are you on? Do you know the number at least? I don't know the number, but it's the I, I didn't see the most. I didn't see the last. OK, so I'm, I'm behind so, that one. So I'm only on the episode. I think it might be season three, episode three, where. Um, Kendall went to uh, the the black girls TV show, and oh. he, he yeah, and he didn't go on because um, uh, Shiv, the sister, wrote that that open letter, I guess, mm. saying that they were praying for his mental health and his drug addiction and stuff. And I'm like, how that blew you? Like uh, that's that's what got you shook, oh, right? Exactly. Talking about this is personal. Out of all the things that she and she says that shit to your face on a daily. So right. I'm like, so that's what shook you up. And then now the FBI done infiltrated. So I'm really excited to see uh where this goes with that show. Mm-hmm. Um the FBI is infiltrating because basically there was some corrupt stuff that happened with some women on a cruise line that they own, and it was a lot of um sexual al- abuse allegations. Somebody killed themselves, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, or fell over the boat, this mad stuff. And it's been buried deep until now. So it's really good. Really good um, TV. It's on HBO Max. Um, before I get to Married at First, have you been watching Married at First Sight, Houston? I have not watched any of the Married at First Sights um, since Paige, that season with Paige. With Paige. Yes. So, um, well, did you, well, what I will say this, this season is interesting too. Hmm. Um, a lot of gaslighting going on, but did you hear for those who do watch, um, married at first sight, did you hear about the couple that, um, Amelia and Bennett, um, how they broke up after one year of marriage, but I'm also hearing like, 
did they reconcile? Did you hear about that? I don't think I heard about that one. Yeah, so there there was um let me see. Let me look that up real quick because this article is oh, so it's one year after marriage. But didn't we already know this? This article came out November 22nd, 2021. Amelia Bennett and Amelia. It, wait, is that this couple? I don't know if you can see them. The Dominican no. guy? No, uh-uh. No, that's the white couple, the white weirdo couple that was really cute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know. So it's, it says um, Bennett and Amelia have called it quits after one year of marriage. Well, I didn't know that they had divorced, but I figured because they're never together. Mm. Yeah, they couple quietly divorced, filed for divorce in Virginia back on October 14th. Um, while details surrounding the split remain private, all signs point to drama-free makeup, um, breakup, excuse me, in fact, both parties still follow each other on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. So that's pretty much the gist of that. Sorry to see them not work out. But, I mean, really and truly, these married at first sight moments, you know, it's, it's a little legit marrying someone at first sight. <laughs> right. And their relationship, I'm not surprised it didn't because literally he's in, he was in New Orleans and she was out here in Richmond. Like, yeah, that's that's hard to go back and forth. And then y'all are in two different lifestyles. Her being in the medical field, which is in, in the middle of COVID. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, like, I can see how that can cause a lot of strain in their relationship. Yes. Yes. I wonder if Paige and Chris are still, like, messing around, fooling around. Um, I hope not. For her yeah, mental right. health, um, <laughs> I don't really care about his. Uh, you know, I don't want to see somebody kill themselves. Don't don't get me wrong, but I I don't really care about his. Um, <laughs> I just want her Have to. You... Oh, go ahead. No, I just said I just want her to do better. Have you seen King Richard? No, I, I wasn't really interested in seeing it. Did you go to the theaters and see that, though? I heard no, it was coming on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. That's what I watched. Oh, it's already on there. Okay. Yeah. It was actually good. Um, You know, I think Will Smith did a really good job playing that role. You know, sometimes I feel like he overacts. Like, when I was younger, I used to really like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. Into it. But the older you get, you're like, mm. It's a bit much, but no, I think he did a really good job acting as um as Richard, the father, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like how it wasn't, even though it was about, it wasn't so much about Serena and Venus. It literally was about like the father and his his goals. So I think that that was on point. That the fact that they made that movie about them, but they were able to gravitate everybody because it was the kids, you know, story. So. I think it was good. You should definitely check it out and watch it. All right. I guess it's, I it's long. It's two hours. But if you ain't got your oh, ears, I got <laughs> Oh, man. I will say that. I got to be bored, bored. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will take that into consideration. Uh, <laughs> not that I don't mind. I don't mind long movies, but it's just the fact that I didn't even care to watch this movie in the first place. It's funny okay. that you asked because Dennis asked me that last night. 
when we saw it on HBO Max, um, I don't know why I thought I saw a different date for the release. I was like, oh, I don't. I was like, oh, King Richard's on there. Oh, okay, I don't want to watch it. But and he started laughing. He was like, oh, for real, you don't want to watch it? I was like, no, for some reason, I'm just not interested. He was like, yeah, I feel the same way. But you know, I will take that into consideration. I, I know we have similar tastes in film and TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I trust your judgment. Um, I did finish uh, the cowboy movie. Um, the harder they fall. The harder they fall. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the ending. By now, y'all should have seen it. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect them to be brothers at the end, but I actually kind of like that twist. Is that the part that you said you expected to happen? Like you called it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I don't know what it was that made me just connect the two. It just, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just seemed predictable. I don't know. It's a, it's, it is, um, it's a, it's a storyline that's happened before. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, they're brothers, you know? So I could see how you could see that happening. Um, I literally didn't catch on until he said, when he walked in the room and he was like, you think your father was a good man? That's when I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then um, then when he was describing his father, I kind of let it go. I was like, okay, well, maybe something. And then as he just kept going, I was just like, when he was talking about how, um, yeah, when he was talking about how the father was so abusive and stuff, I thought he was talking about a different man and saying like, you know, you're a punk. You know, he was an outlaw. I'm an outlaw, blah, blah, you know we got it out the mud. So I deserve this. I thought he was going to go on that type of tangent. And then Chow, as he kept going, I was like, wait a minute. What <laughs> if he is talking about that same man? You know, what was, di- what was weird though, what threw me off is that Idris already looked a certain age. Like the, they look like the same age and that's just poor casting. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they would have hired an older man, and if they would have hired a slightly older woman than old girl from um, She's Gotta Have It, mm-hmm. and even if they still had the same little boy, I would have I would have thought it already. Right, right. I would have I would have thought the same thing as you. But showing that or whatever, I I was just like, no, he's they look the same damn age. But then, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that would, that would make sense why he came back and killed him, and why the guy was like you know, leave my wife and my child out of this. This is between me and you, blah, blah, blah. And why he has such vitriol to kill him. I thought Tick, I don't remember his real name. Is that We keep I using thought, these names. I know, his name Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I thought, um, see, I don't even be into Jonathan Majors like that, but there was one part in the movie where he was on the horse and they both looked at each other from far away. I was like, oh, okay, I see that. Yeah, you kind of look fine there. And the camera like zoomed in on his face. I was like, okay, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, you kind of fine. Okay. I was real quiet on that part. I was like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't expect Nat Love, who's Jonathan Majors, I didn't expect him to kill him. After that, I with him all crying and all that different stuff, and he was like, "No, you're lying, blah blah blah." 
I didn't think he was actually going to kill him. And then when there was like, there was guns going off and shit. And so when he did shoot him, I was like, what, what? Somebody else shot another gun into the floor. What, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, he killed him. Oh, okay. And I love the, the little smirk on <laughs> Idris Elba's face when he was dead on the floor. I liked that part. I was like, okay, yeah, I like that. So, um, and then I wasn't surprised to see uh, Shorty at the end, Trudy, who was um, Regina King's role. I wasn't surprised to see her standing at the end. I don't think there's going to be a second one. I think that was just like an ode to like um, what's the Western movies. Like there's like always some kind of, you know, it can be continued or whatever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh- um, real quick, Ghost is back. It's corny. Um, <laughs> did you ever watch it? That's Ghost Two, right? Yeah, that's uh, Power Two. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched uh, Sunday's episode too. Yeah, um, it it looked very corny. Um, I watched it. I, I I was like, you know what? They they really dragging it with these storylines, um, like with them trying to get the kids to go against Monet. Um, they just like forced it. A lot of the drama between Monet and the daughter Diana, Diane or whatever, they forcing it. Uh, in my opinion, uh, the girlfriend or the girl at school that. Tariq is like likes or whatever. I can't remember her name. Her her real name is Paige Heard. Uh, that's a corny situation too. Like she kind of gets on my nerves. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna keep watching it. This is what I said to Dennis. I'm gonna stick beside it. I'm gonna stick beside it. I'm gonna keep right. watching. It. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna keep watching it too. But I feel disappointed too. I feel like it should have just ended with the way it ended. The you know, the first season, just like let these books end. I hate yeah. when people drag things out. Like that would have been an interesting concept if they just did the books like just one season. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna watch Tommy's show with Me him too. in Chicago, but I'm not too optimistic about it. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I'm not too optimistic, but it might be good. It might be good, but I'm just kind of like, well, he's gonna be doing some more of the same shit. In a different city, killing right. people. Like, With Italians. With right. Italians. I was like, okay, but all right, I guess he wants to be the kingpin in Chicago next. So it's like, yeah, starting to blend. What's not blending for me, though, and it's actually good to me, is BMF. I, did you finish it? Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm wondering because of the way it ended with the guy in the jail cell and they had the year 2005. I'm wondering if they're going to skip to 2005 or if they're going to drag it out and we're going to see what life is like for Meech without having his brother by his side. Um, I don't know. And then I wonder how long it's going to take for his brother to get back on his side. Cause I feel like his brother is going to start dealing with him again. It's only I know, I'm trying to think of like that, what the real story was like. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what the real story is. I assumed his brother got back into the game with him. I think he did. I think he did because, you know, I always be getting these um, stories like crossed, mm-hmm. but I think BMF eventually moved to Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yeah, in Atlanta. It was Atlanta? Okay. 
I think it was Atlanta. I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta because of the artists that they were signing and stuff like that. But Miami, I mean, Miami's right there too. So that's not to say they weren't doing dealings out there too. Yeah, I feel like because I mean, it was another series that they did on BMF, before, mm. but it wasn't like a like it was a documentary. Show. Yeah, it was a documentary. And I, I I think I saw that one. And I roughly remember pieces. Remember that book we read like way back when? Yeah, I was just going to read Yeah. <laughs> the girl who and, was like fabulous side, uh, not side piece. Um, She, she was his stylist, but yeah. she had a whole history with Jada Kiss and, yeah. and some niggas in BMF and all that different stuff. She It was like her little memoir, Sexcapades. Yeah. So forget, her um, name was like Winter, I think. It was Winter. I thought it was Angel. I don't know why I thought Angel, but yeah, you might be right. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. But um, and you that I was in Miami because I remember her talking about meeting up with them in in Cancun or something. BMF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember all of the stories, but I feel like I I feel like I seen something that they were doing in Miami, but I can't remember what exactly what it was. It was some like, you know, them DVDs that you can get from the corner store. It was like one of those type of things, documentaries on like different people. And um, so that's what makes me think. And I remember his brother being in there and this was in the 2000-ish time period. So I think he does get back in it with him. Like, I don't know, whatever that business that he supposedly was supposed to be doing with his daddy didn't work out. (laughs) That that's what Dennis was saying. He's like, he feels like it's not gonna work out. They have all these memes going around with the actors that plays. I think his name is something Hornsby. Um, the the father, I forget his name on the show. I know. But they was like, um, how he doing whatever, he just doing whatever with uh um, money. <laughs> yeah, Terrence money or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the settlement money or whatever. So I feel like, ironically, I feel like that might play into the storyline next year, um, yeah. where so it finale? might be. Hmm? So last this Sunday's last episode was the finale. Oh yeah, uh, I know. Watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, w- one thing I want to say before I forget is the girl Big L, who their who's their new um, dis- not distributor, where to connect. Uh-huh. Their new connect. She is from Miami. So I think there's potential there, like you said, with the Miami thing. But with the father, um, the father, you know, I feel like he has it in him to like get in where he fits in. And um, he might take advantage. He might actually take advantage. And then Terrence, he's the smart one. Like somebody was talking about that on Twitter, like. Yo, y'all worry about Big Meech or whatever. Like, he was always the nigga that y'all should have been following. He the one with any little lick of sense. Right. But I think he is going to fall back into the fold with his brother. So it's inevitable, you know? Yeah, it's inevitable. Um, Yeah. All right. And finally, upcoming shows. So we got, and just like that, um, let me say it like Carrie would. And just like that, blah, 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 which is the continuation of Sex in the City. Um, now, I know we turned our nose up at this jump for a long time because Samantha, good old Samantha, isn't going to be on the show. 
but they really started hyping it up. You know, they threw in their Trump card when they added Nicole Ari Parker as a black character, because a lot of people talked about how, you know, they, they made this facade (laughs) in New York. Like there was like no black people, (laughs) you know, it was rare that they had people of other ethnicities on the show, even though they dated black people and Spanish people. What'd you say? Was it not even walking by? Like we can't even get an extra shit. Yeah, like it wasn't even extras walking by. That that was like what a lot of people would say. Like, yo, you didn't even see, but you know, we were so brainwashed and so, you know, ex- like we just let it happen. We just accepted that stuff. So they know in today's day and age, they cannot do that. It's gonna right. have to be a lot more diverse. So I'm expecting that on the new season uh, or the new series. Um, everybody looks older, which is very interesting. Um, oh, they are curdled, baby. Not enough makeup in the world can help that. Nice, but they Girl. are milking, milking, milking. Milk okay, <laughs> they are curdling. You are so right. So uh, <laughs> that was interesting to me. I thought I saw a a picture, and it looked like it was new. I don't think it was from the movies, but I thought I saw a picture on their actual official Instagram with. Big and Carrie. Initially, they said Big wasn't going to be in the show. So is she going to be divorced? I that's that's what I would see for Carrie. I would see Carrie being divorced. Yeah, I can see her being divorced too. Absolutely. So I'm surprised that she's not, but we will see. Um, and yeah, everyone, even when I saw Charlotte looking all like curdled, I was like, damn, uh-huh. Charlotte was the, the softest looking one out of all of them. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. I feel like if Kim was on there, she wouldn't be looking as curdled. Cause she's on a couple of other shows and she still looks semi, semi, like she looks older, but right. she's semi decent. Yeah. I didn't mean her have the same birthday. I was like, another connection of why wow. I love you so much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> we always talked about like who was who. And we we used to call Kel Charlotte. Samantha. I'm not Charlotte. Sorry. Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> and th- that was back in the day. Um, <laughs> and we called Gemma um, Carrie. Mm-hmm. And y'all said I was Charlotte. Yeah, you're not Charlotte no more, though. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely... Well, pieces of you. I think, like, the... Yeah, we the... all got pieces of you. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. That's that's you. And that's what it, what makes a good show. Like, just like Girlfriends and stuff like that, it's, it's interesting to see who you claim you are. Because I used to say, like, I used to hate when people would say I was, like, Joan... But now looking back, I'm like, I don't like the the, the neuroticness of Joan or whatever, if that's the right way to say it. Mm-hmm. But I like how she had her shit together mm-hmm. and she was excelling in her career and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, And that's because that's where I'm at in my life now. Aside from now, I'm about to become a mother. So we evolve, we change. So who knows who I might be now. But um that whole period of my life before becoming pregnant, it was all about career, career, career. So, uh, and entrepreneurship and stuff. So now it's just like, would I say I want to be like Joan anymore? Probably not. But I was claiming it after a while. I was like, you know, I don't mind being Joan. 
Right. And Jem looks good. She does. <laughs> looks good today. She does. You she know, I get a little bag here and there, but other than that, you know, she still looks good. Body is tight. And she she is definitely the epitome of rich auntie. So <laughs> That part, you know, I went going tying that back to the other show, um, just like that. Um, mm-hmm. I no shade to Nicole Ari Parker, but I would have liked to see maybe a Joan, a awkwardness type of girl to yeah. be in there, or a more melanated girl in there. Like I feel like they went typical. No. Yeah, I agree. You know, they love to do that with the the light skin stuff. One. Two, um, yeah, what what is she gonna what is Nicole Ari Parker gonna bring to the table? What is she gonna bring to the table? Like she's gonna be the fiery, stereotypical um businesswoman that gets shit done, you know? Like, is is that gonna be her role? Like they talk about these tropes all the time about like a, a black woman on these white shows can never be multi-dimensional or whatever multifaceted mm-hmm. yep, yep personality so i just really hope the same way they built out who samantha was even though samantha was mostly a i'm a businesswoman and i get dick when i want it you know even right. though she was that she also you learn more about her you saw her soft side you saw when she when she she was the strong friend mm-hmm. too Mm-hmm. Um, and her and Miranda were the strong friends, but she was the strong friend. And when they didn't show up for her and certain things, she like let them know. She was like, "Look, just because y'all like picking out china and and patterns for your weddings, don't mean I don't want y'all to come to my sex toy party." You know, I'm and I'm making that scenario up, but it's right. like if y'all are my friends, y'all should know these things matter to me too. Right. So I really like how they built that out for Samantha, but um, it'll be, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I, you, I have a feeling she's going to be a stereotypical got my shit together business woman. Aggressive though. Like I don't want her to be aggressive. Like I actually want her to be a little softer, but I feel like, like Terry with like her playing Terry. Oh my God. What if she's Terry from soul food from the TV I show? I know. I was thinking that what too. What if that's what, oh, I was thinking that. I was exactly thinking that. I was like, damn, what, she probably going to be a gonna lawyer do. too. That's what, like yep, Miranda. exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I and I that. heard they might make Miranda, That's that was something else I had in my notes. They might make Miranda have, um, there's some little tea bubbling that they might make her have a relationship or something with um, a gay girl. Like she well, might. That's, obvious i mean that's her real life right <laughs> so, yeah. but it's just like so she's 50 something now and she chose i mean you know what live your best life because one thing i will say well let me before i jump to that live your best life things can change in your life or whatever but you know you hit 40 and you may want to be with women i don't you know I feel like it makes sense with the storyline, just like that you are coming into who you are, you're comfortable with who you are, and yeah. this is what it is. And it they always just kind like of that. led her that led her to that kind of character anyway. Like even though we they put her with men, you know, it never really worked out with any particular man. So True. it was like built that storyline was built for her to be mm. to be gay. Mm. And like you said, she's it's not even acting because that's really who she is. Right. 
Right, 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 right. Mm. But now they're not going to put her with Ari. They're going to put her with um, the podcaster from Grey's Anatomy. Cap, uh, oh, Kali- that's on there. Kali- oh, Kali- shoot. That's what they'll put her yeah. with. Yeah. And just like that, she's going to be <laughs> a lesbian. Scenarios, right? <laughs> yeah. Or she's going to be fluid. Yeah. And they're going to be sitting at some bar having cosmopolitan. She's like, I think I'm fluid, guys. You know, like how Miranda, how Miranda does talk. Randomly. Like, I've decided to become fluid, guys. <laughs> Twirling her drink and her right. little tongue hitting her top lip. And, and then um, Carrie's going to be like, oh, Rick, tell me all about it. <laughs> and Charlotte's going to be like, are you sure? Like, I don't, I don't know. I wonder if Charlotte is going to, you know, remain kind of, that uppity. Yeah, like, I hope she grows too. I hope they all grow as people. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. I'm sorry, y'all. We kind of went along with that one. Really quick, though, Harlem is coming out the same day. So both of those shows are coming out December 3rd. Harlem is that new show that's coming on Prime with uh, Megan oh. Good. Yes. And like three other castmates. I'm, the light-skinned girl looked like she was familiar from something else I've seen. Um, who has the mom. I think the mom is... I don't think it's a Jasmine guy. It's somebody else like Jasmine guy though. They ain't Debbie Allen. Maybe it was Jasmine guy. That was her mom. Anyway, um, you know, fine ass wannabe Drake, Tyler Lepley <laughs> or Leplay, whatever his name is. He is on the show too. I don't know if he's like a main character or if he just does like a little, you know, one episode or two episode or whatever. And he's, I think he's probably going to be a love interest for Megan Good. Um, they got the, which I don't know how to feel about like saying token lesbian, but um, they got the token lesbian girlfriend, homegirl or whatever. I like it for representation purposes. Um, Dennis was like, it was interesting. His point of view was, you know, they always make the lesbian friend look like um, Lena Waithe. What is that? And I was just like, uh, that, I was like, I feel like that's the aesthetic that people like um, when, you, yeah, like it's, it's digestible mm-hmm. um, and it's attractive because a lot of, I would say a lot of women are into, when they say, think of like um, a, a lot of straight women, when they think of a, a woman they would be attracted to, it would be kind of like a, um, What's her name? Lena Waithe. Mm-hmm. So, hey. Um, so I'm looking forward to that show. It's kind of like a Sex in the City vibe. It looks like they're probably in their late 20s or early 30s. Um, so I'm always here for a black Sex in the City kind of vibe because that matter that shows up too. That That is reality as well. So we love to have the representation. We love to see it. Can't wait to watch that. Hope y'all all watch it. We'll see what we can do while we're on our break to, you know, share our opinions or whatever, maybe do some questionnaires in the IG stories after the first episode or a couple episodes. We'll check in and see what y'all think. Yes. And now an hour and 22 minutes later, (laughs) let's get into our talk topic. So, Um, We just wanted to talk about how we are thankful or we want to be more thankful in the present. 
rather than thankful for things that, you know, we got through in the past or thankful for or showing gratitude so that we can obtain something that we want in the future. Cause those are both things as well. Gratitude is, you know, the highest frequency I've heard before in prayer, um, in reaching God. That's why they say, you know, you do praise and worship in the beginning of church or whatever, or before you, uh, while you're praying, you give thanks first, um, is scriptures about it in the Bible. Um, and so a lot of us do that and it's, it's not to necessarily, I'm not calling anybody transactional, but we do it because we know that's, um, something that you're supposed to do. But I think God also wants us to be, or just the universe, whatever you claim, wants us to also be thankful in the present. You know how they say the journey is, what is it, Kel? You know what I'm trying to say? The, um, it's not the destination, it's the journey. journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and a lot of us don't want to be in the journey. We don't. Yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So Kel, Kel had some some great tidbits for, um, did you want to go ahead and share yeah, that? Sure, first? go yeah. ahead. So um, I have been thinking a lot about different things about my life and where I'm at and where I'm trying to go. And recently I was scrolling on TikTok um, and I saw this video called, um, it was like hashtag becoming her. And in the becoming her series, um, you kind of keep a journalism of who you're trying to become for the female perspective, I guess, becoming the her that you want to be in the next six months. And what you do is you wrote your um, like micro goals. They're like, what are you, where you want to be in um, six months? What's going to take a little bit more time? What are your non-negotiables that you're not going to back down from? But, and I thought that was really cool and, and cute and unique, but something that I personally need to do is also be very, very appreciative of my present because I get so laser focused on the future that I tend to forget, you know, what's around me now and not really stop to smell the roses and appreciate life. So yes, I can live to tell a story, but what good is it if I don't even remember the story because I wasn't really enjoying that moment to to be in, you know, in those in those feelings and feel fulfillment. Like I feel like you can't feel fulfillment if you can't enjoy where you are right now. So for me, I would like to challenge um, myself. And if you're interested in joining me in the challenge is to jot down, like, what am I grateful for now? Like for me personally to share, I'm grateful that I have, um, I feel grounded right now. I like my current home that I'm at. Like, I don't feel like the need to search for another place anytime soon. Of course, mm-hmm. I, in the future, maybe I might, you know, level up again. But right now, I feel like I am in a home that I can call my own. Um, and another thing that I can say that I'm grounded in is I'm grounded in understanding my values. That was something that I, um, at the beginning of 2021, that's where we're in, right? Yeah, 2021. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Numbers are are fluid right now in my head. But yes, yeah. thinking of 2021, I was um, listening to some podcast that Amanda Sills did and she was talking about focusing on values and make and so how some people's values don't align with yours. And I was just like, damn, I don't really know what my values are. Like mm-hmm. I could say like the general, but mm-hmm. what is, what is, 
my core values to me? What does that mean? So I think this year I've gotten really grounded like in what I believe my values are, my personal values. So that's something I feel content in knowing like, oh, I'm starting to really know who I am. Um, I feel grounded in, um, I feel not, let me stop using the word grounded, but I feel grateful for being able to have the opportunity to be involved in my, my son's educational life and his, Mm -hmm. um, and his extracurricular activities this year. Like I was, you know, team mom, always going to all the games, not missing, you know, trying not to miss out on things and being like, actually, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. I was at be able to be be on the field. Yes. So just being able to be present in the, in the parts that I've, I would have never in the past would have taken, I guess I would have taken for granted. I'm not taking for granted anymore. So I'm really grateful for this position of where I'm at right now. And yes, I do want growth. And yes, I have figured out what my six month micro goals are and I'm going to get there, but I'm happy with where I'm at right now. Like I feel leveled in that sense. So, yeah. So um, my question to you, Banana, is what do you feel like you, and I I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but like, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you can feel like you're grateful for the present for, for right now? Yes. Um, I am grateful for my baby. Mm, um, mm, I'm grateful mm, mm. for that. As I've talked to y'all before about, you know, going through a miscarriage and some have gone through it way worse than me. But again, that's me. When I do that, that's me trying to show gratefulness, but I need to speak in my truth and not just be like, oh, some people lost theirs stillborn, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that's not my story. My story was that I had a a miscarriage. And even though it was early on, it affected me. So it affected me to the point that I think I shifted my goals for the year to not, I think I shifted my goals immediately for the year to get pregnant again. And God um, blessed me with that blessing. And it was somewhat of a surprise when it did happen um, because I wasn't trying at that point. And then it was like, here you go. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, okay, okay. Let me just do what, there's this video that's going around. I think it might be a TikTok video that people are copying, but it's like, they said what it's like to trust God. And it's like you, he says, hold my hand. And are you going, are you ready? Like, get ready. Cause we're going to, when I say move, we're going to move or whatever, something like that. And then it's like, okay, all right, God. And you hold on. And then he says, now, and then he starts running. And he's just like, he's like, are you ready for this? We're doing it. We're doing it. Do this, do that, do that, do this, jump mm-hmm. here, blah, blah, blah. Follow what I said. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. So that's, that's, that's kind of what this year has felt like. And I feel like that's kind of going to be a little bit of next year mm-hmm. as well. I've had a lot of patience um, this year. Uh, and now things feel like towards the end of the year, it's been like opening up now, like the opportunities. And I've just been trying to trust in God. So, um Yeah, like uh, I'm thankful for my child that's on the way and I'm trying to live in the present, um, which I'll get into the last call about that. But that's 
that's what I'm trying to do instead of planning so much. I mean, you do naturally with a child have to plan, but right. um, some of the emotional planning, like trying to get yourself ready and prepared, that's something me that I naturally try to have a barrier for any kind of disappointment, any kind of rejection, any kind of... And I've done that so much throughout the pregnancy that now I'm just trying to live in it because before I know it, the pregnancy will be over. And exactly. You'll be here. And so I'm, I've been trying to take my naps. I'm thankful for naps, you know? Yep. <laughs> I'm thankful for the, um, the time that I've had, uh, even though I started working a, a new gig now, um, I, I'm thankful for the time I had before and the time I have now to uh, that phone again, y'all. <laughs> I'm I'm right featuring phone on this. Yeah. Episode. I'm thankful for the time that I've had, even though I wasn't, I didn't embrace it at the time. I'm thankful now for it and trying to use whatever little bit I have of um, uh, freedom, you know, to get up and go to the store, do whatever I got to do, work online. And, and I, I would call it autonomy, but yeah, it's like, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to be able to take a nap when I want to, because, you know, I know it's not going to really be available mm-hmm. soon, soon come. <laughs> yep. um, I want to, I wanted to do actually like three things I was thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also thankful for you. Oh, okay. for for just being a great best friend and and working with me and um girl doing your huh i said i with you what you mean (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah sure that that's true too but i i guess i'm just talking about like from my perspective as well like sure yes i know that you're thankful for me as well but i'm thankful for you for taking out the time to still do special things to help me out, to hear me out when I'm, I'm emotional. Um, I, I think we just got your gift in the mail, by oh, the good. way. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. Um, and, and, you know, setting aside time to make me and our podcast a priority as best as you can. And um, yeah, I'm thankful for that as well. And lastly, what else would I say I'm thankful for? I don't know. Like, there's so much to be thankful for, but um, uh, I'm thankful for the awakening, slight awakening that I had, I guess I'll say from this morning, um, of trying to, rem- of the reminder that God gave me for this episode. Um, that's how I came up with the, this idea for the episode, to be thankful in the moment, in the present. And I love how me and you are always in sync and how you had a similar message come to you um, that you explained earlier. I'm grateful for that because time is going by and I'll talk about that more in the last call, but we do have to be thankful in the present and not um, lament on the past and not yearn so much for the future sometimes. You just gotta kind of live in the present because you're going to look back and be like, damn. Right. <laughs> like that, that time just flew by and I, I didn't live and sit in it. I didn't sit in it. So I'm thankful to sit in the present and try to 
hold on to that, you know, as long as I can to live in the present. I think it's a great way to get me ready also for the baby. Yeah. To enjoy him while he's small and each stage as best as I can. Absolutely. And one thing, um, I, I'm, I'm going to say what I want for, um, what I want to change for next year. One thing I want to change for next year. Um, I think I want to, to not be as hard on myself and others around me. Um, that's one thing I'd like to change for next year and to go a little more with the flow, um, responsibly. Uh, so that goes for a lot of things, finances, planning things out, not being hard on myself. If I'm not where I thought I should be, um, at a certain point next year, I got a lot happening next year, a lot of milestones in my immediate family. We're bringing a child into this world at the top of the year. Um, and then we also have our second part of our wedding and, you know, just being able to pivot plans and stuff. Um, if need be, mm-hmm. I have a hard time pivoting. I learned that this year. So I want to, I want to be able to be more in the present and pivot if I need to next year. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. What about you? Is there one thing you would change next year? Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, there's many things that would change, but I think one thing, if I'm going to do something internal, I am going to let go of control of things and trying to um, Mm -hmm. forecast so much. I I think the planner and me, like me and you are both the same in that type of sense. I forecast things and then I figure out ways to fix things and then I overwhelm myself with thinking about all the different possibilities of how it's going to affect everyone else without really putting the focus on to me. So um, letting go of control um, and just being and just let the waves flow where they flow and let the fires burn where they burn. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. that's, that's an external thing. Uh, I mean, internal thing. And then, then I guess the external thing, not that you asked for that, but, I no, think is repairing my relationship with my mom. I even put that on my little mm. board, my little six mm-hmm. months becoming her board. Um, mm-hmm. I really want to enjoy the moments while I still have her present on this earth. Yeah. So I want to make all those, every interaction that I have with her be positive. So like. As best as you can. Real exactly. Way. As best as you can. Like you said. Yeah. Exactly. I think part of that that will help all of us, not just you, when it comes to our parents is um, because I think about that nowadays, too. Like my mom said the other day, my brother needs to have kids because she's getting she's getting older. And I was just like, damn, because they're they're about to be 60 next year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you like you mentioned earlier, sometimes you could be vibrant and all that. God forbid. I'm not wishing this at all. Right. But sometimes you could be vibrant and everything and you and as healthy as you want. And if it's your time, it's your time. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to have too many regrets. I think it's, un, it's I think it's unrealistic to say that you won't have any regrets because that's right. just us as humans. But mm-hmm. I think to have less regrets, uh, I think what we have to do is just um, 
try to accept our parents as they are. You know, it's been really popping up in my head a lot. Serenity prayer, the serenity Mm -hmm. prayer. And I I prayed about it this morning as well. The serenity, um, which is I'm paraphrasing, but basically, you know, having the courage to change what I can, um, the discernment to know what I can't change. And then um, the wisdom to know the difference between the two. And that last piece is not spelled out enough. Okay, uh-huh. we have a lot of courage to change what we can't. What some, what we don't, what we can, but a lot of us don't have the um, wisdom, the, wisdom. To know the difference between the two, um, and to let it be, let it fly, just let it be, you know. And I think with our relationships as millennials, as we get older with our parents, it's hard because, like you said earlier, so and then what you said earlier, like we. Our parents still see us as children. We both have parents that kind of treat us like that. Uh-huh. And then, um, but at the same time, they they also impede the adult pieces into our lives too. Like, oh, you uh-huh. grown, you can do this or or rely on us for certain things, you know, whether it's an ear to listen to or financial help, whatever, you know, it's like, so you're in this weird place so it's like drawing boundaries, which is much easier said than done. And also having that serenity about your relationship. It is what it is with your parents and who they are as, as people, you know? Um, yeah, that's pretty much, I think what would help us a lot. Uh-huh. It's not like we're not going to be disappointed or pissed off. And I, I'm trying to think about that for my own child, um that's what that my, that's what got that's what drives it is because you even though you have that relationship with your parent when you become a mom you're like dang I don't want my child to feel the way that I feel about my parent I want them to feel that way about me so you, yeah. you're more cognizant of it and accept right and accepting who they are as a person because I really do you know I know it's going to be a lot harder after I done push this child out of my my vagina to see him as his own person. <laughs> I know that's going to be kind of hard. Like you are mine. And this, right. but the little <laughs> things that I see in, in not even me or your relationships with our parents, like other people's relationships with our parents, like sometimes where they're taken advantage of um, or the, the disrespect because you are the child, I'm the, the adult, you know, and it's because, oh, you're my child. And it's like, nah, but this person, especially when they're grown, it's like, this person 30-something years old. They got their own life. So you you got to let them flourish and, and put them in a place, which I'm glad if y'all didn't listen to our episodes from, from the her garden to the kitchen, ended up at the bar, listen to those, those at least the, uh, the two episodes with the to the kitchen ended up at the bar because mm-hmm. I think it'll give some insight mm-hmm. um, of the relationships you have with your parents and how they see things and how they grew up, you know, and everybody's just trying to make it a better lifestyle for their, their and relationship between them and their children going But forward. it's funny how like some of those, those traumas carry on yes. in ways that they, Forget, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because we do. We, I think that's just a, a symptom of um, the human experience. Like, and you know, traumas, like you said, like the human experience is that 
you're still going to have learned behaviors. Mm-hmm. And that's why we still end up becoming like our dad or like our mom mm-hmm. because it's a learned behavior and we've been underneath it for at least 18 years of our lives. Mm-hmm. Nonstop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If not more, like especially nowadays, niggas can't just go to college. Like if you don't, I have a someone that I know of who I was talking to them, and I was talking about someone that we both know, and that their child has been. I'll tell you offline, and that their child has been, you know, in trouble at school, smoking weed, blah blah blah, and she's only she's probably gonna be like. I don't know what age this year, but, you know, she's coming of age. I'll say that. And how people have been asked to help guide that child because the mother is kind of off doing her own thing and she's off the chain and stuff. And I was like, you know what's sad? Even with her becoming of age at some point, you can't just say, oh, she's going to be 18 in a couple years and she can run off and escape this. You can't really say that in today's day and age. Child, I was just talking the other day about how, are we even going to get social security? No. <laughs> like, like, we're not going to no. get I heard it's supposed to run out 2035. We're going to be like 45 or something, 40 mm-hmm. something, and 50 something at that time. So it's just like, you know, we, we, we all we can do is our best, but it's like you, you, the child is really underneath, bringing it back, the child is really underneath the care of their um, guardians. I'll just say guardians because everybody doesn't live with their mom or dad. And that's who they're going to learn from. Uh And that's going to affect who they become as an adult. It's not just friends or whatever. It it really is still the the guardians in their lives. Uh So, yeah. Well, that was deep. Not that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you wanna did you wanna get into the update first or yeah. the philanthropy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know, like as we usually do every year, we um tend to take a break before the holidays of Thanksgiving. But this year we're taking our break a little bit late, just give you that extra, extra treat. Thank mm-hmm. us later, you know, along meaningful great you know, topics to enjoy, but we are taking a a well-needed break, y'all. Like we need some time to just collect ourselves. We have babies bunning and warming and, you know, (laughs) all up in the ovens baking and we need to have that time to, you know, just have that professional goals on your end, professional goals. Yeah. I have some professional goals and we just need some time to sit beside ourselves recalibrate and pivot because we realize where we are and we realize where we want to be. And the only way that we can get better is to take time to rest. So we talked a lot about that throughout this year about resting and about self-care. So this is a part of our self-care. We are not going to, we're not saying goodbye, but we're saying, you know, so long for right now. So see you later. Yeah. We're going (laughs) to see you later. Um, We'll let you know when we're going to test things out. You know, we're going to see, feel things out, but we will still keep in touch and be engaged. You'll see us on Instagram. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because my fingers can only stay uh, 
you know, in stationary no- mode, but for so long. <laughs> but you know who's going to take up my time is going to be this baby. Yep. So like Kel said, uh, we will see. Um, we we hope to to see where things are, you know, next year. But we'll see. Like, it depends on how um, life shapes up because there's a lot going on for both of us next year. Yeah. Um, that we'll be sharing, I'm sure, um, as they happen. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us, um, a lot of us, <laughs> <laughs> both of us have a lot going on um, that we're trying to accomplish next year. And we know realistically to give you the best uh, quality episodes we we need to put the time and effort into that and so we there will still be times for us to do ccc things to just make it bigger and better um we hope by the time we do come back maybe we can start doing live stuff again in person um we'll see what covid is doing at Uh that time (laughs) right right um we'll see what next year looks like as far as um those type of things go and and the podcast, of course, but um, at least you know the first half of next year, we just kind of you know we're gonna pause see it. where we land. We're gonna yeah. see where we land. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put it on pause. But you know, we're put it on pause. Mm-hmm. We need to hibernate yeah. right now, so we're going into yeah. our hibernation season. So yes. not to worry, we do have some um, good treats for you guys to keep you comforted. Yeah, we're in the meantime. Full disclosure. Yes. I love how Demetria Lucas be talking about that because it makes me feel better. Every time she talks about all this stuff she be going through with, now they have a shipping crisis that's going on, but like all her merch stuff, that's when I'll be like, you know what? I don't feel too bad because yeah. this is in real time. This is and life. It's just, yes, it's live. And it's a lot of stuff that we want to make happen. And if you are in the world of trying to produce your own merch and uh, or a product that you want to sell to people you want to one make sure that is top tier and it's good tested amongst audiences which we have successfully done mm-hmm. you know um we're, we're we're you know uh not passionate but we're confident in our product of the card game but you know there's just little things behind the scenes that you just got to have right and tight if you want it to be a seamless uh production um you know, and shipping process and receiving monies, you know, all that different stuff. So sometimes you, you got to push things back over and over again. So we'll keep y'all posted. Make sure you follow us on all our social mediums yep. um, because that's where you'll get the first updates. You know, Instagram is our like little hotspot. So that's probably where you'll see it first. And then residually from there. All of the see. other platforms. Yeah. But we, we really do want to put that card if we, if we could sell it right now we would child yeah we so. would okay we are not twiddling our thumbs but we exactly. just want to make sure that it's right we it's give y'all right. a good product and a great experience when you're when you're um purchasing our products exactly so stay tuned you know stay tuned in the meantime let's go ahead and get into this philanthropy highlight Get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. So for this week's philanthropy highlight, I will be highlighting Death Eyewear. Charities buy one, get one, give one. So part of their mission, Diff Char- Diff Charity... 
charitable eyewear is built on the principle that designer eyewear should be affordable, fashionable, and socially conscious. Their buy a pair, give a pair promises ensure that for every pair of deaf, diff sunglasses purchased, a pair of reading glasses is donated to someone in need. And let me tell y'all, this past weekend, I just broke my glasses. So I appreciate <laughs> a good, you know, fashionably, socially conscious eyewear. Um, so yes. they have partnered with Eyes on Africa and they're able to provide thousands of deserving people with high quality glasses. And, you know, you can't put a price on the gift of sight. That is a true statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a true statement. So if you want to shop socially conscious and fashionably, you know, then you should check out at www.diffiwear.com. And that's spelled D-I-F-F, so not D-E-F. I know the pronunciation might be off. <laughs> no, you sound like you said diff. <laughs> not but diff, yes. like different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Diff, like different. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Yeah, so um, we'll make sure we have that in our um, our caption for or our caption and our description of the podcast um, on all the different streaming platforms. So you can click on that. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's get into our last call. I like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. Last call. This week in our last call. Just wanted to share that um, I want us to try, you know, it's the end of the year. It's Thanksgiving. By the time you hear this, it'll be Black Friday. So you would have already had Thanksgiving, but it's still a time of reflection and being trying to be thankful and planning for some for the new year, Um, you know, setting goals and stuff. You know, Kel, on this podcast, we've kind of really morphed into a a place of not just sharing issues that affect our communities, but like issues that affect our, our individuality and how to help be our best selves. So, um, you know, like we said a lot in this episode, we do want to also talk about being trying to live in the present. And I know that that's easier said than done for a lot of people. Like I said earlier in this episode, you know, especially for if your present is not the greatest, there's a lot of people losing people, Right now, there's a lot of people not in the greatest of present situations. Uh-huh. Um, so I can say that to some people and they're like, listen, I'm living in a, a cardboard box on this corner sh- shit street, you know, and I don't want to live in the present. I want to live in the planning of now. <laughs> but um, so that that is one thing. And there's not much I can say to change your mind or perspective on that. But something that the great uh, Kathy Hughes of Radio One always says is, what's your reality? Right, right. (laughs) And yo, my husband would say that to me when we were dating. One of the many things that hooked me about him, you know, and walking in your purpose, all that different stuff. You shape your reality. And so um, I just want y'all to remember to shape your reality. And your reality is the present. And so... um, for a lot of us, we want to try and rush our future goals of what we want to receive um, or, or achieve in the future. But um, gratitude, like I said earlier, is the highest frequency and trying to figure out your current situation so that you can elevate to the next is key. And I remember praying so hard for this little baby of mine. Um, but now that I'm in it, I feel like 
I've been flying by the seat of my pants a little bit because I, I haven't really lived in the present. I think that's what I like kind of connected with in my mind this morning. Like, you know what? I haven't really lived in the present. I was either worried if the baby was going to survive the first trimester, even in some of the second trimester, I worried about it a little bit then too. Then I found out he was a boy and I was like, oh, wow. You know, this was a shorter period of time of stress (laughs) because, you know, I wanted a baby. Didn't matter, boy, girl, you know, but I was like, dang, I hope I'll have a girl. And see, that's going into that mind frame of like planning for the future. Like, oh, I hope the next one is going to be a girl. Oh, I wonder what positions I got to do. Like stupid stuff. (laughs) If you don't just enjoy this baby that's coming right now, like just get ready for him. And then, you know, then the obvious stresses that come with planning later and what hoping to like, you know, figure out what what you want to name him. You know, what do you want to make his space look like you got to make up, you know, uh, registry and stuff, baby showers, all kinds of stuff, you know, that, you know, you're going to have to plan anyway. Right. And I never really fully tried to live in the present until I think I could start, start to live in it now, finally, <laughs> as he's about to come in like less than two months, I can finally start living in the present. And you know what? That's okay. Because I had to go through that, so y'all wouldn't have to go through that. Hope went yes. and had to go through. You know, I had to go through that as part of my story to kind of share that with people. Like, hey, live in the present. Whatever you're birthing or coming through, live in the present. And yeah. that is my last call for this week. Live in the present. Journal. You know, plan, but don't make your life all about planning plan and put the book to the side do some yoga and meditate yeah (laughs) and just get get through what you're going through right now once what i tell myself sometimes when i start like rolling on that hamster wheel is all right anna one thing at a time one thing at a time write your list and go from there you know, if you don't touch it today, you know, whatever. But sometimes, you know, getting that list on the paper helps you to kind of like, okay, now I know all the things that I want or need to do. You do that. Um, because, uh, yeah, living on that hamster wheel and like building up more and more stress when you already have outlier stresses that's going to happen anyway, doesn't help the situation. So just... Try and Stop doing it. the world's job. That is the world's job, and they are excellent at it, okay? Yes. You don't need to add to it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, live in the now, y'all. Live in the now. Enjoy the rest of this year. We don't know what's coming, as we've seen <laughs> with 2020 and 2021. We don't know what's coming in the future. Man, so live in the now. Enjoy your loved ones. Not to sound morbid, but like, you know, Try to enjoy this this um, holiday season and, you know, dust off your shoulders if some bullshit happens. Like, there's always another day. Joy cometh in the morning. Yes. Yes. And we gave y'all a full two hours episode. And you know what? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I hope Kel don't get in trouble with her job. But I'm not <laughs> mad because... We ain't going to be around for a little while. So we had to give y'all something really to savor and... and 
and sip on. Right. Okay? And it was good content. It was good content. So I'm. it is what it is. It is what it is. I, I hope y'all enjoy it. I hope y'all savor it like a good cognac beverage <laughs> or cupcake, you know? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sprinkles uh, with their little cinnamon cupcakes that they had yeah. to make you pre-order. I wasn't doing that. That was too distracting, uh, too much for me. I wanted it, but, you know, I, I was like, I'm going to have to figure out how to make that cupcake on my own. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kel, um, why don't you tell them where to follow us? Yes, you can follow us on uh, Konya, on Instagram at Konya Cupcakes and Conversations, as well as Facebook and on Twitter at CCC Vibes. Um, let us know, like, share, even our while we're gone, share our past episodes um, you know, I'm sure it can touch someone's life. So, and stay tuned. Like we said, email us, whatever you need to do to reach out to us. We will answer because even though we're not necessarily doing the podcast right now, we are still present and, you know, we, we here for you, friends. We here we for still you. living. We still right. alive. <laughs> right. We still alive. And it's, and, and y'all take a break too. Yeah. Try and take a break. Mm-hmm. Follow suit <laughs> because it does wonders for you. It does. But until next time, heart emojis all over the place. We love y'all. And like we said, you can always hit us up on Instagram until we return. Peace out. Bye. It's a vibe.